Yo, what's happening with what's happening? Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Man, bro, I just got my ass handed to me in this middle school girls basketball game. Not too happy about it, but you know, that's just what it is and where I'm at. We don't, most of our girls don't get to touch a ball till they come see us in middle school. So it, we always behind, you know, when the season starts. These girls, some of them, some of these teams, boy, they pass that thing like, this is some 70s ball. I'm talking about they don't touch the ground. They could move the whole court. I just be like, damn. Man, you sound like Doc Rivers with all them excuses right now. Nah, ain't no excuses, <laughs> bro. Listen, if you if you if you watch enough, you know what I'm saying. If middle you watch, school, if you middle watch school, enough, middle school, high school girls basketball, you, I'm pretty sure it's across the nation though because it doesn't. I mean, you know how it goes. It don't get the same same eye that the boys do so it's not yeah. as much there for them like even here with my daughter when she was younger we didn't even have a girls league like it was co-ed you know what i mean mm-hmm. with with a rec league and then when they went to school ball in elementary the boys had um you know basketball but they didn't have a girl side and then it, when the girls wanted to play they had to join the boys, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, nah, man, you know, I'm giving you a hard time. You know, I know, listen, first off, I remember being at a middle school myself and the girls, they were always the ones that were winning. The boys team wasn't, wasn't doing much. And then that's right. Your way. <laughs> I mean, but what I'm just saying is in general, people don't give, you know what I'm saying? The women a chance and like, no, nah, I don't get it twisted. Cause our girls, they won too. You know what I mean? I, they wasn't like state or nothing like that, but they, you know what I'm saying? They still. But these girls be out here balling. That's what I'm saying. I know these true. girls be out here balling. Back in our day, more than now, I say back in our day because pickup games were so heavy, like girls ball harder and better back in our day than nowadays, I think. But I think they have more skill nowadays. So I absolutely agree with you on the more skill. I've been saying this for years. I don't know if I've said this to you before or not, but. If you like basketball in its purest form, girls a, ball. a WNBA game is more likely to be a better game in its purest form <clears throat> than an NBA game. Now, you don't get the dunks and you don't get the, you know what I'm saying? The highlight reel ain't the there, but if you reel. want the fundamentals, the for fundamentals? the most part, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. now I will say you will see more turnovers, though, in a woman's game than, you know. In a in a man's game, from a, just a standard pass perspective, so yeah, I think it just depends. But man, we got what's a up lot with you though, bro? Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, <laughs> what is happening with me, man? I am um, I'm in the middle of a stretch right now. So today was work day number five out of nine consecutive. So I'm working all these days straight so I can take the weekend off. Why? because I didn't go out of town in August like I planned on it, and my boss allows me to get a weekend off every month, so this is going to be my weekend that I take off. But I'm planning it smart, because, see, I'm working these these nine days straight. I'm taking the weekend off. 
then next week I'm gonna work five days straight and I'll take my September weekend off. Why would you take two weekends off in a row, Bradley? Because I'm gonna get Labor Day off because it's Labor Day. So, and then Labor Day, our work week starts on Monday. You always scheming. Oh, always scheming. Scheming KLS. Always scheming, right? So after I work these nine, I'm gonna take my weekend off. I'm gonna work five, and then I'm gonna get five days off. You always got a plan. I, oh, I already, <laughs> already knew. I already do. Hey, enjoy your time. What you doing for? Are you you going anywhere? Or are you just gonna be with the fam? No, I'm gonna be with the fam, chilling, man, taking care of stuff. The kids start. Uh, the kids start school right after Labor Day, so we'll be we'll be working on that. And uh, now I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm going. I'm going to go down south sometime in September. I don't know when that happens. So for our, our live listeners or for our live viewers on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, first off, thank you and welcome. What's happening? Second off, uh, if you regularly watch us at sometime in September, we ain't gonna have no videos because we already did a bunch of extras. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a podcast listener, that means absolutely nothing to you. We will hit your podcast feed every Wednesday at 6 a.m. It's guaranteed, even if it's just me saying what's happening. <laughs> so stay tuned with that. But man, we got a we got a big docket for today, and I don't know that we will touch everything. Man, Rich gonna say some WNBA is born. Rich, you tripping? Man, I, I ain't say nothing. <laughs> I, I don't have the disclaimer that Bradley usually have, but pretty hey. much Rich's views is not the views of what's happening. <laughs> Rich is in the comments today, so we ain't got to give him no disclaimer today. Go ahead and be yourself, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but man, we got a big docket. So first off, this happened about a week and a half ago. Um, man, comedian Teddy Ray died uh on friday the 12th yeah friday august 12th uh teddy ray died i don't know if you if you watch teddy ray or if you you know who he is i really don't but it might be one of those things where if i seen him well man i would probably know him but let me help you let me help you out because i know you know this skit You've seen the skit where you've seen the guy going, what you doing with all that ass? Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. I know you've seen that skit. Probably not, but his face looked familiar. I just looked what? at him like, man, you know I don't be into, bruh. you know, man. He said, bruh, you know, if it ain't one of the, you know what I'm saying, one of the greats or something that, you know, everybody know, I probably don't. I'm not big into to names oh, and people, man. but... You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, rest in peace to him. Did he did he die in the you know what I'm saying act or did it, was it just like natural causes? I mean, so his official cause of death has yet to be determined. Not but, me, Rich. But he was found in a pool. I don't know what you're saying to Rich. Um, but he was found in a pool. So right now they're saying it's an apparent drowning, but you know. The, the official cause of death hasn't been confirmed yet, so it might just be a drowning. They said there's no apparent signs of foul play, uh, but, you know, we've been we've been waiting on another update for about a week or so. So, man, hopefully, you know, we'll see that. But, man, he was young. He was 32. Man, I'm telling you, like, dude was hilarious, bro. He has this – so I, I found him watching uh, All Dev Digital. I used to watch a whole lot of uh, All Dev Digital on YouTube, you know, years ago. Um and he would 
man, he would just be in so many different scenes. They would do like their roast me show. That was hilarious. They they did this one show that I liked a lot. They didn't keep going. It was called Bad News. It's something mm. me. And, it's something me and you would do. Just be hilarious. They'd be in front of each other, but they pretend to be calling each other with bad news. And uh, yeah, dude, like he did this one. He he did this one joke where he goes. He was talking to Doughboy, um, and he said, "We don't care if you're stalking Viola Davis." <laughs> But, like, you can't be coming at her talking about some A-Baby girl. Man, it's hilarious. Dude was absolutely hilarious in everything he did. His skits, his stand-ups, and to be dead at 32 is sad. But, you know, you know, we'll eventually find out what the official cause of death is. Will we? We will. You know, hopefully it won't be, you know, foul play. Um, I mean, I mean, he's already dead. You know what I'm saying? You don't want it bad news at all. But I'm just hoping that it doesn't get worse, I guess is what I'm saying. Rest in peace, Teddy Ray. Hopefully, um, we figure out what happened. Sounds like, you know, maybe a little more to it. Hopefully, Brad keep us, you know what I'm saying, up in the loop. You just going to give me that responsibility. <laughs> hey, you know, that's your, that's your follow-up for sure. Like, hey, you know, you go. I'm, I'm sad that I, I don't know it because I'm pretty sure he looked like he – he probably like funny between uh who is it, Ari Spears and uh, Lavelle Crawford. Like he looked like he probably like in between them two are funny just by looking at it. Bro, he's funny and just like just like conversation funny. I had to find some of his uh stand up. I find like one of his short stand ups on YouTube and and I'll send it to you, bro. he's just like in just regular stand up, he's funny. I'm but just like Green sent me something. Just in all the I mean, stuff we didn't send each other, you may have though. <laughs> <laughs> so you saying you don't be reading my messages when I send it to you? No, I'm just saying. I you mean, just, when the last time you sent me something comedy? You just like, you just dry snitch on yourself like that, bro? Nah, <laughs> I'm saying you may have, but this shit may have been a hundred years ago too. Shit. <laughs> I mean, you got to think our messages go back from like 2000. Look, 12. Look, I, <laughs> I had to scroll back five minutes to find the... uh Right, like, I just did this right before it started. I'm trying to say, damn, I know he <laughs> sent this to me, like, just five hours ago, I felt like, but seemed like 10 days ago when you started scrolling shit. Man, we be in that chat. But yeah, man, rest in peace to the young king, man, for real. Which, which uh, topic you want to hit next? Uh, we can go ahead and talk about Mr. Donald. You know, I I, uh, I like I like Mr. Donald though. To be honest, the Trumpster. Yeah. All right. So about about a week and a half ago, so on August eighth, the FBI searched his house, searched Mar-a-Lago, and they found twenty six twenty six boxes of official White House records. Go ahead. Hey, I mean, I'm listen. I'm pretty sure they search a lot of government, ex-government, you know what I'm saying, official houses. They probably find more than 26 boxes of official government records there too. You know what I'm saying? He just wait, wait, what did you just say? I said I'm pretty sure they look into any other official that was is you know what i'm saying have been in the white house 
they probably find 26 boxes of government information. They all crooked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is kind of strange that he just, you know, didn't know that it was there. You know what I mean? Like, but my question is, did they have a right to search his house? You know what I'm saying? In all honesty. Yes. They had a warrant. A federally signed warrant. Right. But, I mean, just because you have a federally signed warrant, like, you what always warrant come up the with rights? Like, you I... Always- I you because like to me, to me computer. like to me like real talk like why this man like why is they trying to even keep this man from running like what was why do they care like if, if they feel like he gonna lose you know what I'm saying let the man lose you know what's crazy about stuff like that so what back in my cell phone days I used to have this manager that he just couldn't do his, he just couldn't do stuff the right way and. He would always say, like, man, I just feel like you're just picking on me. You always tell me about my, you always tell me about this, you always tell me about that. And I would always say to him, even if that was true, why are you still doing the wrong thing? If you, if you, if you got reason to believe, and and you're wrong, but even if you have reason to believe that I'm trying to set you up, why would you help me with that? If you know that I'm coming to see your store, to inspect your results on the things that I've asked you to do. And I say, I'm coming to your store on Friday at one o'clock. I play I put it on the calendar. I put it on your calendar. So you know for days and up to a week in advance that I'm coming to your store on Friday at one o'clock to check you out. Why are you still doing the wrong thing? So like you could say that like you could say that they want to set him up, so to speak, which ain't true. But even if it is why are you stealing documents? I mean, he can't win an election off of law? social media. So, but I mean. Out. Here's the crazy part. Here's but the is, crazy part. is he really, well, did he have those documents when he was in office or did he just acquire those documents? That That's the question because how did he get the documents? He took them when, when? he left. When he left. In January 2021, he took them with him. He, and here's the crazy part. I mean, he had wait, the wait, right wait. to have them at no, the no, time no. that he wait, had wait. them. Because here's the craziest part. Here's the craziest part about it. He signed a law to make protecting federal documents even tougher. I'm forgetting the specific nature of it, but the whole like lock her up from the emails thing to Hillary Clinton in response to that in 2018, he made it. He made the law tougher on himself. He did this to himself. So smarty dumb. Hey, Crystal said, are they copies or originals, though? I'm with Crystal. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's figure out. I would you know love for, I, I would love for you to try to defend why making a copy of an official document would be safe. Well, why wouldn't it be safe? It's a copy. It could, you know, one could say that it has been refabricated from the original. One could say it's it's a copy. You One know could what I mean? say, so who says it's actually the actual real document? So therefore, it may not have all the sensitive information on it. So then why would the judge approve a warrant? Because they don't like him. A federal judge that he likely appointed? I wouldn't say he likely appointed. It may have oh. been somebody else. Because oh, no, 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 there's no, no. a conflict of interest there. So I'm pretty sure they would have to recuse themselves, you know what I'm saying, um, from 
being able to make that judgment because of the fact that if they did make it in the opposite direction, they're automatically going to be ridiculed and there's going to be this mistrial or presumption that there wasn't fair. So then somebody else will come back and set the warrant anyway. Like, well, you know, they didn't have the right to really speak. You know what? Let me make your argument for you. Because you're doing terrible right now, bro. I love you, but you're doing terrible right now. How am I doing terrible? I mean, I'm just saying. Like, let me make your argument for you. Let me make your let me make your argument for you. Um, DOJ, what's the guy's name? I'm blanking on it. Merrick Garland. He gets up. He makes the press conference to say, "I approve this search warrant to be taken to to. I approve, you know, issuing the search warrant or getting this or going after the search warrant, whatever." And then he said, "Hey." We need to release this information. We need to release this information uh, so that people can know why we wanted to why we wanted to go after a former president, right? And then said the ball's in your court. Essentially, he said, "Hey, if you object to it, we'll give you some time to object to us, you know, putting this out there." And then Trump didn't object to it. He did the, the warrant. He didn't object to having the warrant unsealed for the public. But then, after Trump did not object to having the warrant unsealed, Merrick Garland came back and said, wait, 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 wait. Maybe we shouldn't do this because we don't want our witnesses. Because, <laughs> see, he, he's not as see, dumb as what we play him for because he see, knows that there's something in there that, okay, let's show it to the public. This is the argument that you needed to be trying to make, not trying to say, well, is it really? Listen, <laughs> listen because here's the thing like and this is just you know saying my take on it but i don't take everything that comes from anything dealing with the white house you know what i'm saying at its face value sorry i i they all liars crooks thieves you know what i'm saying murderers murderers oh yeah they killing folks God, stop that Stop that. They're making decisions. Think about it, bro. Okay, I get what you're they're, saying. They're making decisions on things that literally has a consequence on this end or this end. I mean, let's let's look at it in its, in its simplest form right now since we were earlier talking about women's basketball and now we're talking about politics. Look at Brittany Griner and who they wanted for her. You're literally a murderer if you, you know what I'm saying, give this man up and let him go free. You just basically killed folks for a WNBA star. It, it when you you think about it, decisions they make pose life and death. They're murderers. <laughs> Plain and simple. I don't see how you can make the jump into murderer from there, but I get what you're trying to say. I'm not lying. It, Listen, <laughs> look, you don't want to walk that line is what it is. It's like you want to stay. No, nah, it's a wild <laughs> boy. You making that Olympic jump right there. You you jumping like LeBron James. You ain't doing no WNBA jumps. That's what you got going <laughs> on right there. <laughs> Man, I mean, we'll see what happens, you know, because now I'm, I, I'm trying to find some more updated information. I really couldn't find it, but it sounds like it sounds like the judge really wants it to just all be unsealed and um and it could be they're concerned about like well the witnesses i don't know i just feel like the democrats in general 
or like the literal definition of you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. How are you gonna say, hey, square up, and then and then Trump square up, and then you like, mm, you know what? We should be more peaceful. Like well, if, but, if you you just shouldn't have said that. If you didn't really want to have it all out there, you shouldn't have said, hey, I'm gonna put it all out there because now everybody wants it out there. But that was what he was trying to do anyway. I think you know what I'm saying. Like he he wanted it to be out. That that was the whole take, so that the public could see what was going on. They would, thought he was just gonna bitch up and be like, "Ah, nah, we ain't gonna do all that." Knowing that he's the asshole he is, he doesn't care what you think about him, what you see that he did. So, in the nutshell, they should have never said that because it's like he's really baiting you into his game. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like so, and then it gets people like you who's like, "Well." Now you can't take it back off the table because well, yeah, we want to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now they're in a catch-22. So what will they do? You know what I'm saying? Now will they redact them like Crystal said and, you know, black out some things that could be a threat to national security? But who knows <laughs> that it's a threat to national security? A.V., you wild for that one. A.V. said, how can you break a man who buried his wife on the golf course for a tax break? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, like, yeah, he really don't care. Man, well, listen, I can dog out Trump all day, but let's move on, man. <laughs> what do you want to hit next? Um, we'll, Actually, we'll do, you know what I'm saying, we'll get the controversy out the way with Arkansas and the sheriff's department. Ain't no controversy out the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, here's the thing, though. You know what I'm saying? For once, it wasn't a black man from what, you know what I'm saying? I get out the video. So. Yeah. So but I, it's I, still wrong. I haven't seen anything beyond the video, but basically, um, Naomi Johnson, and I will share the link on the uh, in, in the comments. I'm sorry, not in the comments. Yeah, I'll share it in the comments. I'll share the link in the comments for live listeners. I will share it uh, on the podcast notes for. Uh, the audio listeners. It's a video from Twitter. Uh, the person's name is Naomi Johnson. There's these three cops beating the absolute hell out of a man. Um, I mean, it is it is heinous. So if you decide to watch this video, uh, please watch it with caution. It is absolutely heinous. They are beating this guy. I mean, you're talking punches in the head, kick knees to the ribs. It, it's graphic. Um, and there's someone watching or there's someone recording them. And then as it starts to get, you know, even more violent, the person recorded them, you know, basically says like, hey, you guys can't beat him like that. And and I should say that the guy is on the ground. On the ground, he's Bleed. being held. He's bleeding. He's being held down by one man and he's getting a life beat out of him by another two. Kicked and the knee, punched in the face at the same time. Pounded in the face picked up and his head, and what happened was one guy kind of picked him up by his shoulders and banged his head on the ground and then that's when the person recording the video says hey you can't do that and then suddenly the cops begin to just try to restrain him you know like a human being and not beating him lifeless right. I I feel like there should be a different I don't know if it's a different training that's going to work or you know protocol at this point I, but one thing I will say, 
because you know something does need to change but i'm still not convinced that i would want the military in place of them either you know what i mean so we i think we need to just figure a way to be able to hold them accountable to have a standard across the board to be able to you know what I'm saying try to curve the brutality that you see, you know what I'm saying, the police force. Because I'm not going to say, you know what I'm saying, everything that they do is brutality. Some shit, you know what I'm saying, is de deserving and needed. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's shit like this that isn't. And, you know, police officers or sheriffs can say, well, you know, y'all see the one video out of millions of situations in everyday life that we deal with or have to come across. But at the same time, they shouldn't be able to take all situations that they come across that may need, you know what I'm saying, that type of force in every situation. You know what I'm saying? They gotta be able to address a situation with a sound mind each time. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes one of those responding officers to that situation might have just been leaving another situation where they were trying to restrain and do, and now they wore out entirely. Like, look, I ain't finna do this twice. I'm finna just whoop your ass and get it over with. I agree. They do need to be held to higher standards. I think there need to be a higher level of training. You know what I mean? I think, I think, you know what I'm saying? They should be put in probably more situational drills for advanced training or, you know what I'm saying, further training after you're already in yearly or quarterly or whatever that helps with the day-to-day -day situations. But, you know, doing six weeks, six months, whatever it is at an academy and coming out in the force and not really seeing training besides book work training, you know what I'm saying, maybe a few hands-on seminars if they change in, you know, tasing, uh, taser procedures or, you know what I'm saying, um, macing procedures or what have you, that might be the only time. And then it's, it's short. It's not, it's not going to be a, a, in detail training. It's going to be kind of like being in the cell phone or the car business. It's going to be more of a departmental group training where we bring you to a, a place, you know, we're going to go over some slides, tell you about some situations and move on. And that's not enough. You know, it, it's just, it's so, the problem really is, is that it's different where you go. And so what happens is, what happens is is that different departments have different standards and have different levels of leadership right i know police officers i have family yep that are police officers you know my cousin um yeah i have a cousin who retired after serving for i want to say 25 or 30 years i have a cousin that's active now you know i i have never mm, i don't want to say never but, you know, growing up, you know, in Detroit, I never had uh, bad interactions with police officers. Um, you know, um, the, the couple times I've been pulled over, I've been fortunate to where I've never had a bad interaction with an officer in those settings. Real but, quick. Go ahead. 
not to interrupt you. Well, I was gonna I get. Want... I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that. Uh, I, well, no, I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, because you're in a more urbanized area, so uh, did you see more black officers in Detroit than you do white officers? When I was when I lived in Detroit as a child, I can only remember. I can only primarily remember seeing black officers and part of the reason behind that is um, when I was in high school, we had police officers that would hang out at school uh, in the morning as we came in and, you know, at, at the end of the day as we, as we, you know, got out of school. I mean, nothing ever happened. I think they were just more so there. Just their presence was to be peaceful mm -hmm. um, and, and they were black. And then I used to hang out at the community center and the community center was a mini police station, so to speak. There was one police officer that would be there, um, typically out of uniform, just was, was just kind of there and, and really just kind of had an office job at that point. So, yeah, I mean, mostly black in my area, you know, growing up in the city of Detroit. And, and to your point, the one, the one, you know, bad interaction that I had with a police officer was an off-duty police officer who was white. Well, and I, I was just, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't really making a point, but I was just trying to see the difference in the areas, you know, um, just because I was curious if the, you know, different experience you had with them was because maybe they were black versus being white, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I've, I've been pulled over three times. Uh, Two, I was speeding. Oh, four times. Three, five times. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you're trying to remember the amount of people you slept with. Shit. Hey, 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 hey we ain't going to talk about what's happening. <laughs> no. Um, oh, shit. The first time I got a ticket, I was, I was speeding. The guy was probably biracial. I was speeding. He gave me a ticket. That was the end of the day. Um, Second, second time I got a ticket, I was I was speeding. Got it's a spot in Taylor, Michigan, where it's a Gardner White. You go up under the bridge. The guy's waiting on you at the top of the bridge, just pulling you over. He got me. Got me that one time. Never got me again. I actually have had another bad interaction with a police officer that was on duty. It was semi bad. He pulled me over. It was stupid. I'll tell the story. Um, this is back in my cell phone days. I was driving. I was taking inventory from one store to another. Uh, I was leaving Taylor, Michigan, going to Southgate, Michigan. And at the border, there's a Burger King. I could see the police officer hanging out in the Burger King. Now, I'm moving uh, I'm moving westbound. Um, and on the eastern side of the street is the, uh, is the, um, is the police officer in the Burger King. Um, and I see him pull somebody else over. I'm like, okay, they own it today. All right, so I know to make sure that I'm driving the right way and doing everything the right way when I come back because I got to go back to my store in Taylor. So I'm at the light. I'm, I'm crossing over into Taylor from Southgate. Sure enough as hell, I see him in the Burger King parking lot. I get across the street, pulls me over. I know I got my hands on tenant two. I ain't did <laughs> nothing wrong right probably like, looks so square he had to check you out still bruh 
out. Check this out. This is when I had my my old cell phone job. I'm driving a Prius. I already like, know what you. They thought you're stealing phones. Listen, <laughs> listen. So anyway, what happens is, um, he pulls me over and says, "You ran a red light." No, I didn't. Yeah, you ran a red light. I just saw you. No, I didn't. He goes, well, you ran a red light. Let me get your license and registration. So I give him my license, and I give him my company car's registration. Goes to the car, obviously runs the plate, comes back and says, hey, check this out. He says to me, well, so what happened was when you were in Southgate, you did not run a red light. But by the time you crossed over to Taylor, the light was red. And therefore, you ran a red light, and that's why I pulled you over. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said, but I'll just let you off with a warning. That, that'll that be enough. That'll be, you know. But that's, yeah. Hey, it's, it's practical. I mean, I've been pulled over a lot of times for a lot of different reasons. And I, you know, for the most part, well, they looked at you. It was like, yeah, he got it. No, I was <laughs> nah, well, and see, that's the thing. Like for the most part, I have signifiers that says I'm legit. You know what I'm saying? More than mm-hmm. being legit. You know what I'm saying? So when you have a carry, carry concealed weapon permit, you can't be any type of criminal. You know what I mean? You 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 have to yeah. be considered an upstanding citizen. Right. So when you pull over, you know what I'm saying, someone like me and is saying, hey, he may have a firearm on him legally, it changes perspectives. Right. You know what I mean? When I get pulled over and they say he got a class A CDLs, ain't nobody out here risking their livelihood, you know what I mean, to be acting dumb in the car, having things with them that, you know what I'm saying, wouldn't turn out well. Right. So they don't tend to bother you as much, you know what I mean? Versus not having certain signifiers that says, hey, I'm I'm cool, I'm legit. So Yeah. I, I mean I get it, but yeah, I don't I don't know how to solve that issue really. I don't know if diver- diversifying the task force, if that'll help, I, I don't know if, you know, the extra training is going to make the difference. It's hard to say. You know, I think that, you know, what we have to accept is that we're at a point where, you know, that's probably everything that we just talked about needs to be done and more. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, well, it, we need a total reform on the idea. And I don't know that that means defunding the police and not having a police force altogether. I don't think that that's what that means. No, nah, I before I see defunding the police, I tell you what I would want to see. I would want to see my people being okay with having a job that take care of their family inside of the task force wherever it is, whether it's police, state trooper, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I would like to see because I think part of the issue is we don't have enough representation inside of these task force. You know what I'm saying? And that makes a huge difference, as you said, because some of your okay or best interactions was with officers that looked like you. So, and, and I agree that we need the diversity and we need that, but 
you know, it's easy to say that in, in cities like Detroit and the surrounding areas of Detroit. What about Sandusky, Ohio? What about... Okay, in Sandusky, Ohio, you still can use us there. No, no, you, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, that's... But what I'm saying is, is that when you have certain areas that because of just the way that area it is, where it's, you know, 98% white, like... But it's the, but it's the, really not. It's it's very mixed. In I shouldn't have, you I shouldn't know. Have, I shouldn't have used the dust. But I, I know what you're saying. But in those areas, you would see it more like it is now. You know what I'm saying? You would expect to see it more like it is now, because. But that's not okay. Here's the thing: when the ratio works out, it is because the thing is, how do you expect to see somebody where they really don't live? A lot of people, you know what I'm saying? You, you don't have a lot of people that just works where they don't live. You know what I'm saying? Like most people find a job rather, you know what I'm saying? Within at least 30 minutes of their house. You know what I'm saying? The average person. People okay. working outside of where they live, you know what I'm saying? It's just not, you know what I'm saying, big. So therefore, if you're in a place that's, 98% of a culture, then you should see more of that culture there policing that area. Right. But what you know I'm saying, saying of, that lives there, that no, you know what I'm saying, of from there. But if I'm driving through town for whatever reason, right, I have a job where I travel, I go to different locations every single day, right? right? I should feel just as secure in Detroit as I do in any other small town in this country and you do you do but see a lot of times you not feeling secure wasn't because of you it was because of what you may have seen or somebody else heard or talking to somebody before you went there because of you and who you are and the way you carry yourself you're not generally scared of any part of town that you're in because you usually don't bring that type of stuff to you. Now, I get you could be a one-off situation anywhere. But the chances of it happening to you because of the way you carry yourself, the way that you are, you know what I'm saying, the, the people that you keep around you, the chances are slim. I understand the specificity of me as Bradley. But when I say me, I mean me in general. When I say me, I mean me as in Fred, me as in Bob. Fred, no, I, don't, in I don't feel no, no pressure anywhere else, but I get what you're saying and I understand that. But what I'm saying is it only, you know what I'm saying, bothers the person of who you are. You know what I'm saying? You attract what you are or, or the type of people that you keep around you. So you only have that fear because of your... Your, your, what would you say? Your, your, I don't want to say your background, but your, you know what I'm saying? Your, ah, what, how did, your environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's more so, like, you can say what you want, but the truth of it is really going to be, you know what I'm saying? You feeling a certain way because of the environment that you're used to being in. 
if you're used to running from the police, if you're used to not trusting them, if you're used to having bad dealings with them, nine times out of 10, you're going to bring that energy to the situation. And that's what it's going to be. But see, this is where I'm disagreeing with you at. I don't fear nothing, right? Right. Me, but what? But if I'm in the middle of nowhere and some racist cop pulls me over and wants to handle it, handle it in the way a racist cop would handle it, I'm still screwed. Here's the, here, and, and I get where you're coming from, but I'm going to use a real life experience. So, all right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. This was back in my days, you know what I'm saying, of not being on the more righteous side of the line. So, I, you know what I'm saying, was a pothead that, you know what I mean, I'm coming through. I, I'm at home. And on my way back, you know what I'm saying, to my home, I was getting ready to go buy me some, you know what I'm saying, uh, some weed. And I already had some weed on me because, you know, I'm buying it. I smoked. I smoked on a ride the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I did. I'm coming through the side of town in Dayton, Ohio. I'm not from here. from So, they, you know what I'm saying, come to find out it's a big known drug area. I was in a rental car. And I kid you not, I see the officer at the corner. And as I'm passing by, I give him a head nod. Because who I am, I'm not scared. I have a class A CDLs, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying, I have a CCWs. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to bother me. But what he saw was a young black man at the time in a, a 2012, 2013, you know what I'm saying, Yukon, driving through a, a well-known drug area. And... I, I might know the story. No, I don't, I don't know if I share this with you, but you might. But I, I'm coming through this area, and I kid you not, I get to a light. I'm not I, I'm not from here. My tag says I'm in a rental. This road, it basically connects to another road that goes straight. So the light was, of course, turning red, and I just kind of took the bend and turned. I didn't signal. So he whoops me, you know what I'm saying? He said, hey, you didn't signal. I said, well, hey, I didn't see a need because I took a bend instead of a turn. You know what I'm saying? He said, you know what? I can see how you, you know what I'm saying? You can see that. And I was like, you know, he was like, but, you know, let me get your license registration. I give it to him. So once I give it to him, um, he's like, what are you doing over here? Man, I ain't going to lie to you. I lied. I, I seen a barbecue joint, you know what I'm saying, up right diagonal from me. I said, uh, I was just coming off the highway. I was looking for something to eat, looking for some barbecue, and GPS was bringing me over here to this barbecue. He said, well, it's closed today. I said, well, I didn't know that, sir. As you can see, I'm not from here. I was just trying to get some barbecue for lunchtime. I just got done, you know what I'm saying, doing some construction work. You can see all my tools and my pecs and plumbing and all that in the back of the, you know what I'm saying, uh, truck. And he was like, I see the tools and stuff. He said, but yeah, they closed. He said, but yeah, they probably some of the best barbecue in town, to be honest with you. I was like, well, I was trying to get some. He said, well, you mind stepping out of the car? Excuse me? Stepping out the car. He said, yeah, can you step out the car? So I stepped out. I get out, get to the back. He said, so, uh, you know, we've been talking and whatnot, and I just don't know why you're here. It's a, it's a big drug area. I said, well, I gave you everything while I was here. I was doing construction work. 
You know what I'm saying? I came off the side of the highway on my way back home to get some barbecue. You saying they closed something I didn't know. Now you tell me I'm in a known drug area. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, do you mind if I search the car? I said, listen. I said, at this point, now you're starting to make me nervous. I said, I've did more than cooperated. You've ran my name and my license. I've came back clear. I know this. I have a class A CDLs. I don't get in trouble or do no wrong. I said, I've been more than cooperative. And I said, the reason I'm nervous is because now I'm outside of my truck for an improper use of a turn signal. That is a, a, a ticket at its best. And now you're talking about searching my vehicle? All because I'm in the wrong neighborhood. I said, nah. I said, I cooperated already enough. I'm not cooperating no more. Before I know it, he cancels his dogs that he called because he's getting ready to try to go through the vehicle. Yeah, he would have got something, but personally, you know what I'm saying? I didn't feel in no type of threat until I was out of my car. But that's a one-off situation. That's not usually my situation with the cops. All because I was in the wrong area at the wrong time. I didn't have to bring that energy upon myself. I didn't have to feel like I was going to be in a situation. Nine times out of ten, when that happens, it's because of who you are. And even if you do wound up in that situation, generally, you're going to talk or walk yourself back out the situation because of who you are. Because the average person who gets in a situation where that situation turns different from that I just explained, it's talking about, oh, why the fuck you got me outside my car? Oh, why the fuck you checking my shit? No, nah, motherfucker, you ain't checking my shit. Well, now you got an issue. And, I, and I'm not even saying as a, as a culture person, I've seen every color and race do this same thing I'm talking about. And end up being in a situation where they getting beat up on the side of the road by an officer because of what they brought to themselves because of their environment. I'm not saying you wrong on saying that you shouldn't feel safe, but I feel safe everywhere I go, anywhere in America. I mean, I hear you, bro, but you literally just told me that you got harassed for no reason. I mean, I got harassed, but what I'm saying was I wasn't nervous or feeling like I should be getting harassed. Bro, I see fiends and, you know what I'm saying, folks that look like me all up and down the street. You know what I'm saying? This is a normal neighborhood that I've been comfortable visiting types in different cities all my life. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, and, and we got to move on, but what I'm saying is, is that because of stories like yours, people do need to be, need to be concerned when they go into certain areas. Not necessarily. I wouldn't say be concerned. I I feel like, I mean, this is where we're going to agree to disagree, but I feel like a lot of that is brought up upon the person and who they are in the environment that they used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, this last point I'm going to make, but at the same time, right now I work for U-Haul. I work out in Kentucky. There's some sticks out here that, you know what I'm saying, white folks, black folks, I don't care who going to tell you, I wouldn't go around them parts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just straight up. And I'm talking, I'm pulling in town, and, boy, I'm getting a look through the vehicle. Who in that? Hmm. Ain't let a nigga ride up in here. What are these? Like, straight up. My dad called me before I leave. 
hey, you got you got your thumper with you? I'm stick, boy. I done been all through this state. You know what I'm saying? I, you don't go without your friend. And I generally wouldn't take it. I've been to these cities and stuff plenty of times before and never brought it. But I talked to my dad before I leave, and he like, you know, just be safe. Oh, let me go ahead and grab it. I'm bringing that energy upon myself. I wasn't worried before I was getting ready to go to that same exact area until I got that phone call from my environment that said, hey, you know what I'm saying? Watch the six. Be careful. You know what I'm saying? Don't trust them. But these same folks ain't did me no wrong or gave me no reason not to. I so, feel it, bro. I hear you. We we gonna we gonna move on. We gonna, gonna disagree. On. Agree to disagree on one. You know what I mean? So this one, and we'll probably we're getting right about our hour, so we'll probably tap out after this one. But we got a black couple suing after the home evaluation rises nearly three hundred thousand dollars when they had the white homie show it. Did you get to see the story? Um, you didn't send me a link to the actual story, but uh, well, I, I've actually seen that. Um, and I think it's happened in a few different scenarios. It's becoming a more common thing that people are figuring out. Yeah. Man. Um. So you know, I don't think the story is gonna make much of a difference who it is. Um. But uh, it sounded like there was a couple, a black couple that had their house appraised. They appraised for like. Three hundred fifty thousand, almost four hundred thousand. Four hundred seventy. And and the bank would not um, finance them or refinance them. I can't remember the specifics, but basically the bank wouldn't give them any money on the house. Turned around and had a white friend, you know what I'm saying? Showed the same house. It doubled for seven hundred some thousand, and the bank would finance it. And so now they're suing. But this is a common practice. I hate to say it, but we all know it. You know what I'm saying? It's on us to change the trajectory, you know what I'm saying, in that aspect, in that field, by putting ourselves or making ourselves more knowledgeable. Yeah, and far as part of showing the houses, you know what I'm saying? You can't control that, you know, somebody who their appraiser seeing you and said, oh, they're black. But if you know this is the situation, why keep, you know what I'm saying, putting yourself in that situation? Have somebody else show the house or the appraiser from the gate. No, you shouldn't have to, but we know what it is. But... I mean, it sucks, bro, but what, what you else? Shouldn't, you shouldn't, you have, shouldn't to have to. But you do. It's reality. So what? I don't know if so what is the word. <laughs> it's what you want to say. Well, because, like, in these situations, this is what, you know, and this is me personally, but this is what I hate in these situations. I feel like sometimes, you know what I'm saying, we take, the quality aspect of it and you know what I'm saying we we go too far you you know what I'm saying everything ain't gonna be even Steven you know what I'm saying what's good for you ain't gonna be good for the next everybody's not gonna get that same exact you know what I mean as long as it's in the ballpark ain't much to complain about 
You know what I'm saying? But sometimes we got to change, you know what I'm saying, the way we do things, the way we approach things. You know what I'm saying? Well, now, no, I'm going to disagree with you. Instead of just saying, like, yo, I just need to give you a white person on deck, I'm going to disagree with you. We need situations like this to fully highlight the blatant racism and the blatant racist acts that are within our system that we have laws that say no all of us are 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 allowed to have equal access to housing and 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 all of that nature right so where you're saying like it just is what it is we can't continue to live with that it just is what it is we have to go through these type of we have to go through this type of bs so that future generations can go through it less often we needed people like dr king and malcolm x to fight for civil rights so that way we can comfortably walk that you can comfortably walk up and down the street in kentucky and not worry about you know being segregated and taking your kids to segregated schools and things of that nature listen and and, and i'm only saying this you know what i'm saying because i love you bro but what are you gonna do about it? The laws is there, so what? What you gonna do about it? Sue. That's what, <laughs> what you do. You, and you're not gonna win. You you may one out of every fifty, hundred, hundred thousand may win. What are you gonna do about it? What well, are those- we as people gonna do? That's the issue that I have, and that's why I say so what? Because we're not gonna do shit about it. The laws have been there. The situation has been there. It's been blatantly recognized, and we're not going to do shit about it. So we can talk all this, oh, we should have equal access. No, we should just change the trajectory by playing the game the way it goes because we're not going to do a damn thing. We're going to talk shit all goddamn day. We're going to get on podcasts. We're going to do all of this here, and it's not going to change shit. I, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but this is why I can't get in those conversations with people because we're not going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to say, you know what I'm saying? I said this, and I think I said it to you, Bradley. Um, I don't know if it was a George Floyd incident or at, at one of those incidents we had talked one time. I said, nobody called me until they ready to kill shit. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not ready to lose your life behind it, then shut the fuck up. Play the game how it goes because you're not going to change shit. If you're not willing to die behind what it is that you're willing to stand for, then there's no point in talking about it. I was going to let you cook. I, I mean, it ain't really, it ain't, it ain't nothing to really cook about. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's the the reality to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I heard um, one of the Minister Farrakhan people was saying this, this something similar to what I was just saying. But you know what I'm saying? I, and I've heard other people say, you know what I'm saying? Not even just in a biblical aspect, but it, it's true. You know what I'm saying? That if you take it back to, you know, what I'm saying anything that somebody fought for to change something, folks died behind it. And they was willing to. 
to change it. If you're not willing to, there's nothing to talk about. Even if you are willing to, the ones who are willing to aren't really going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to come up with what it is it's supposed to be came up with and the rest is going to get handled. Other than that, and that's why I say play the game how it goes. It's a fucked up system. The rules is there. The laws is there. But nothing ever changes. Okay, somebody get found guilty. Okay. Somebody sues and win money. Okay. What does it change? It changed one person. One person can't make the whole thing change. That's why they don't mind. Okay, if you want to go to court about it. And then the other part to it is when you talk about sue, it takes money to sue. I hate when folks say sue. It's very few lawsuits you're going to get pro bono. So do you got the money to prove a point? Because that's what it becomes then at that point. When you want to sue, do you? My business law teacher said it best. Proving the point don't pay the bills. You're right. Yeah, you have a suit. Yeah, you can win. I, but is it going to pay the bills? I get where you're coming from. But it doesn't not everybody needs to be able to die to, to make change. Not everybody does need to die, but everybody got to understand that you can't control who's the one going to die. So in order to band together, everybody has to have the same mind state that I'm willing to die. It's a difference. Mm. So when you say I'm willing to die, I guess it's, a, it's the same thing. Okay. Let's take it outside of the realm of this and just say, when you look at a business that you're trying to start up from the ground up, because you're tired of working for your employer, are you, you willing to die? behind what it takes to get there. Meaning, are you willing to work days and nights sleeplessly to get there? Are you willing to go broke to get there? Are you willing to, you know what I'm saying, cut out <clears throat> cut out any social status or any extra activity? Are you willing to essentially die to get what it is that you want? That's the only way you're going to make those changes and those sacrifices. If you can change that mind thought. If not. See, I agree that you need those that are militant. So to go back to what I was saying earlier, you know, everybody loves and praises Dr. King. You know, there's a Dr. King day. But Dr. King isn't effective without a Malcolm X. So for every Malcolm X that's saying, hey, the revolution will not be televised, you need a Dr. King to say, I have a dream. Listen. I mean, it's cool to have a dream. 
<laughs> Be careful, bro. Don't but get my, canceled. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. But I'm saying. I'm saying. He had a dream. But how much action besides marching and protesting? How much action did he put behind? No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he didn't do anything. I, I'm. I'm trying to get to the point of like, let's just skip the bullshit. Was he willing to die behind his dream? He did. Exactly, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Was Muhammad Ali willing to die but, behind his dream? But wait a minute. Was Malcolm X willing to die behind his dream? But when you say willing to die, like, and you use it towards Martin Luther King, that's a totally different thing. Because Martin Luther King advocated for peace. He advocated for conversations. He died because he was assassinated. Hey, did, did he, did he, did, okay, so you telling me Martin Luther King advocated for all this shit. I'm almost certain. I know the black people today. So I can imagine the black people back then. The first time that motherfucker told somebody he had a dream, that motherfucker said, shut the fuck up before you get us all killed with your dumb ass. The views of the biggest is my friend. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. How many people back then told him, you going to get us killed, nigga? Shut up. We living okay. It ain't the best, but damn. He said, nah, the world need to know this. And, and some folks stood behind him because he was willing to die. He was confident that whether they killed me or not, I had to make sure that I screamed and shouted this any and everywhere I went. The highways and byways, wherever. I mean, however you want to slice that pie, he knew for a fact that they was going to kill his black ass. But before he died, he knew he was going to get his point across. And that's what he was willing to die about, bro. You getting loose with your willing to die <laughs> definition, but but I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, you can say what you want, but that man lost his life. He did. Tell me what a, it wasn't because he was cheating. He was, but shit, he ain't why. Man, you know what? Tell these folks where they can find you on social media. <laughs> Man, you can find me at Fred Scott shit or Mr. Dot Humble underscore. Y'all, whatever. The, sh the shit ain't in his name. <laughs> it's just Fred Scott. <laughs> hey, but nah, you might as well go ahead and tap on Deshaun. That one ain't going to be long. Shit. Man, it might be long. Here, we already had an hour and five minutes. All right, forget it. They bro. loving us. It's all so, good. Deshaun Watson. Y'all know I'm Cleveland, Cleveland, I almost said Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Cleveland Browns quarterback. Uh, he was originally suspended for, I believe it was five games or six games um, with a $1 million fine. And the NFL said, mm, nah, that ain't going to work. Nah. And then so they, they settled it. So now he'll get suspended uh, for 11 games. He'll pay $5 million and... Uh, assuming everything goes according to plan, his first game back will be in Houston, where uh, came from. Where all those allegations <laughs> came from. So he's been he's been accused of uh, essentially sexual misconduct by twenty four women, and he settled the cases with twenty of them as of uh, my last 
uh, check. Uh, this has been going on since last year, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's been um, it's been messy. Most of them are. Look at R. Kelly's. Man, we do, <laughs> do not need to bring him into this. Uh, what's your thoughts on Deshaun? Uh, well, and his, and his, and the suspension in general. Here's the thing, and I'm I'm be totally honest in this situation, but the suspension, the money, fines, whatever you want to call it, the slaps on the wrist, you know what I mean? That's all for face value for for people who's watching to be content to say, oh, you know, they they care or, you know, they did something about it. You think the motherfuckers give a fuck? I mean, just being honest. You think them folks that had to make them decision? If nobody said nothing about it, I'm sorry to the 24 ladies, but you know what I'm saying? All right, Crystal, appreciate you for tapping in with us. But you really think, bro, they don't care. I, I hate to say it that way, but them folks in them offices don't care. They preferred that nobody even cared or gave the story that much attention. So he could have got a three game suspension with probably a half a million dollars and back on the field to make them some money. I'm a, I'm a disagree with you a little bit. Just a wee bit. The, <laughs> I'm sure that some of these billionaire owners don't care. I don't know that um, I can necessarily uh, throw that blame on all of the owners. I don't think that we can throw that blame on many of the women that work throughout these organizations. I certainly don't think that we can throw that blame on the millions and millions of NFL fans. And I think that's your point, is that a lot of the fans probably care. And I think you're saying the owners in general don't. I'm going to tell you like this. If there was an owner that cared, it may be from Houston and, you know, Deshaun's new team. The Cleveland Browns. They, hey, listen, they known to have some inmate type folks anyway. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, just real talk, and that's only because of the bad publicity it brings the organizations. You know what I'm saying? That it says to the people that works within the organizations. But I'm almost willing to bet if anybody within the organization that's making a million dollars or better, it ain't, it ain't phasing their money. They not tripping. See, but that's it, the thing. It it can phase their money though, because, like I said, it's only because of the bad publicity that it could bring the face of the organization. We all know if the bad publicity comes to the organization, the organization lose money. The organization lose money, then you know what I'm saying. I think that's true for a general business. The thing is, is that the NFL works on a collective bargaining agreement, so. Bad publicity hurts the entire league. 
It, it really doesn't. Like, I get where you're coming from, but it doesn't hurt the entire league. It, you know what I'm saying? We hold each team accountable, you know what I'm saying, to their own bullshit. Well, no, as no, no, fans, no. as people. Yes, the NFL, it, you know what I'm saying, is mentioned, but it's not hurting the overall brand of the NFL as much as it hurt the teams. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let, let me Let me make this clear. When it comes to ticket sales, it hurts the team. When it comes to TV viewerships, it hurts the league and mostly the players from that perspective. Bro, they ain't losing that many views. And now, I'm just, I'm only saying that because. Now, you're probably right about that. They're not. So you can't even say like it's really hurting the viewership because the view, the amount of views that they lose is minute to, you know what I'm saying, when you're talking the amount of money they're, they're still bringing in from the views. Like, it's this, this. here's the craziest thing. When it comes to players like these and whatnot in organizations like the NFL and, you know what I'm saying, NBA, they're not, you know what I'm saying, going to be crucified and held to the same as, you know what I'm saying, a more individual star. And that's and generally it's crazy, but they get to hold all their, you know what I'm saying, findings and whatnot amongst them and make a decision amongst them versus individual stars usually get drug out into the public and, you know, saying tried unless you commit a murder or something, you know, do some rake roost type shit or something, you know what I mean? Then Well to be more clear when you have bad when you have bad publicity, the people that hurts are, are not the stars that we know. It's not going to really hurt Tom Brady. It's not going to hurt no. LeBron James. It's the guys that are at the end of the bench. Those are the guys that get hurt financially from stuff like this. So I, I mean, man, it it's an ugly situation. It is. I mean, to me, they should still. You know what I'm saying? Be held accountable to some degree. You know what I mean? Because they are, you know, a celebrity. They are, you know what I'm saying? Part of a different, I guess, group that, you know, should be held to a higher standard. And for them to be in these situations so many times is what is mind boggling me. You know what I mean? I guess you can't control a person, but like the N- just- are you saying like the NFL in general? NFL, I mean, NBA, just like some of the stuff you see these players get into, to me, it's like, how is that happening so much? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no accountability system. There's no brother system. Well, you see it more in the NFL than you do in the NBA. Yeah, most definitely. And granted, like, the NFL does have, technically has more teams. It's 32 versus 30. But there's more players in it on an NFL team. I think. An active roster has what fifty three guys? I think yeah. that's the number. Fifty three, fifty five, something like that. Versus an NBA team has you know fifteen guys, right? Yeah. So you have more bodies in there. You're more likely to run into different types of people doing different things, all that kind of stuff, blah blah blah, right? But yeah. also, there's a level of accountability, right? The end of the NBA is you know more socially conscious, so to speak. Right, um, 
I mean, I'm just thinking about the 2020 bubble where they had, they all had like different messages on the back of their jerseys. They made it to where um, the NFL, the NBA arenas were used as like voting uh, centers on election day in 2020, stuff like that. Like they made it like the, the NBA just does more socially conscious things than, than NFL does. NFL is like breast cancer awareness and, and, and that's, you know, about the extent of it. Um, but I think it's also from the fans. I mean, you know, basketball and I feel like we've talked about this a little bit. I don't know if it made it on there. Basketball is essentially a sport that's basically dominated by, you know, black men. Um, you know, football is, you know, not really a stars league. It's more of a team's league and the stars, the quarterback and star quarterbacks, are typically white men. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, this country being predominantly white and American football being an American born sport, it, it just, it's got the perfect recipe to, to, to breed popularity, so to speak. Um, and I mean, it, it just, I just have to say it. White people don't be caring about social issues a lot of times. <laughs> Not all the times, but a lot. Right. Unless it affects them, they generally don't. You know what I mean? Man. Well, views and opinions discussed by Brad don't necessarily. <laughs> hey, listen. You, you can say that, but eventually they're going to put two and two together. We is what's happening. So. Hey. <laughs> hey, but that that's that's the good thing about having a podcast to be able to express your views freely. And if people don't like it, you know, it'll be okay. Tune into the next episode. <laughs> so where can they find you at again without the uh, shit part? I don't know. You don't have to do it. You you better than me. Is that what you say? <laughs> I can tell you, Fred Scott. <laughs> Facebook. That's Mr. it. Mr. Humble underscore beginnings on Instagram. I'm Brad Robinson 86 on Twitter. I'm Brad Robinson 1986 on Instagram, TikTok, and what's the other one? Facebook. There we go. Uh, follow the show at What's Happening on all socials. Give us a five star uh, rating in your podcast app. Write a review. Share the show out. Tell friends about us and help us grow this. And we will see y'all next week. Appreciate you, Frank, for stopping by for the first time. Appreciate the comments. Yes, Appreciate sir. everybody rocking with us. Hey, whether you commented, just listen along. We definitely appreciate it. We out. Peace.